Trent uh, and Robertson, who I know a, a, a lot of us went with. Actually, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I need to shift them out because they are shipping goals, Liverpool. To ship three goals at home to Leeds, to let Patrick Bamford score against you, speaks volumes, I think, as to where they're at defensively at the moment. I think they're in trouble. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Threesome FPL pod. I'm Phil. I'm here along with Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. And we've got Anthony, who this week has no one drilling him. Good evening, everyone, which is always a bonus. <laughs> now, boys, how, how, uh, how was your uh, game? How were your game weeks? Uh, and do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So currently, obviously, we I think we're waiting on the bonus points aren't we, from tonight's game, but looking at 66. So I think a bit like all of us kind of saved, saved by De Bruyne, really. Uh, I also had Jimenez, so it's kind of the perfect night for me, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I dropped a million places um, on uh, Saturday or Sunday. So that wasn't great, but uh, hopefully I've been saved a little bit tonight. All right. Well, I mean, if I look at my team, um, it started so well Saturday lunchtime. I was absolutely buzzing. I had Calvert-Lewin um, with his hat-trick. I had Rodriguez with 12 points. Uh, from there on in, um, it was dreadful. Nobody got more than two for me. <laughs> um, my bench, um, I had uh, James Justin, Justin James uh, on the bench, who, who could have scored me seven, <laughs> and Mitrovic for 12 points. So um, oh, wow. I got in points on the bench. Um a disappointing week, but I have had uh, and done 14 weeks of transfer planning. So um, things are looking up. Uh, I'm expecting big things here from here on in. Have you uh, stuck to that planning or have you made any changes already? Well, yeah, I have made a couple of changes already. Um, <clears throat> I, had to sh- never last. I had to shoehorn Kane in and I had to get Doherty out um, because uh, I don't see many people keep- keeping clean sheets and six million for a Spurs team that do look a bit leaky at the back, um, it's expensive. Um, I needed to move Wilson out. I was going to move Wilson out and just bank the money, uh, bring in a, a Brewster or perhaps a Jimenez. But actually, I, I do think Kane's the better option. So we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, I have already spent uh, eight more points than I was anticipating. Ouch. Living up to the Tinkerman tag. Don't worry. We all, we all, uh, we'll all have weeks like that. How about uh, you, Phil? Well, I mean, those who listened to last week's podcast know that um, Anthony had the power to give my captain pick over to a listener because Anthony got his fantasy threesome punt correct. And uh, luckily I had a wonderful, wonderful listener, uh, Mickey Race, who chose my captain. And I was always kind of for um, his decision making. And he he chose uh, Calvert-Lewin as my captain. So I was very happy with him um, for doing that. And uh, Saturday lunchtime, I don't usually like a captain in the first game of the weekend. Yeah, um, I mean, if he... I can just quote a, a WhatsApp I received from you. First ah. game of the weekend, my golden rule is never pick a captain from the first game. All Wise. the enjoyment has gone and you've got nothing to look forward to. I would prefer a defender in a later game than anyone in a first game. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is true. I mean, it, it just so happened that the person that Mickey chose for me did score a hat-trick. And, I mean, for that to be the first game of the weekend um, and to see that I've banked my captain having a hat-trick. Two weeks in a row, my captain's got a hat-trick. Um, yeah, I'm still not doing great. Um, 
but two weeks in a row, my captain's got a hat trick. I've always trusted that Mickey had made the right decision. Um, it sound like that from your WhatsApps, but um... no, it was very negative, wasn't it, Phil? And then next thing you've got his name coming out of a plane, just like that uh, Burnley guy on the on the way on WhatsApp. So I was sent... a pint, I would suggest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably correct. I mean, I I was sending you pictures of Calvert Lewin's face on Thomas the Tank Engine and uh, <laughs> on various other images. I was very happy, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think you were when he started scoring. I think it was prior to them actually being a bit ungrateful. But um, but there we go. Well, I mean, he seemed to miss a lot of my bigger assets in the midfield, but he knew what he was doing. And for that, I am forever grateful um, <laughs> because without him, my week really would have been bad. I've had um, three players in my 11 who have not played at all. So zero points for Strick, Mares, and... Um, uh, yeah, El Nenny. And at this point, actually, I should just make a public apology. Um, I suggested Mohamed El Nenny would be an excellent midfield choice. I even went as far as saying, I think on WhatsApp, that he will be the backbone of my team throughout this season. Mm. Um, I'll be honest, he's gone um, already. Oh, you've been uh, He's gone. Um, I also had McCarthy. So I had four players this week who's, who got me zero points, which is frustrating. Um, yeah, I got Walker Peters, three, Fernandez two. De Bruyne just got me, I think it'll probably be 13 with uh, bonus points. And then Cavett-Lewin um, done, done, the, done the good deed at the end of the day. So I think I'll end up on about 68, 69 points, something like that. Um, but it could have been a lot worse. My my daughter's team, she's nine. She, uh, we don't do my daughter's team update every week, but she's nine. It's her first year at fantasy football. And she said to me on Saturday morning, Daddy, you know, what players should I, should I transfer? And I said, well, maybe take Son out and maybe take Ings out because they didn't have a good first game week. And she said, no, I like them. So I'm keeping them. And between them, they got her 35 points. So she knows best and she's ended up uh, on 80 points and she's had a much better week than me and she's already uh, beating me which is sad <laughs> sad, sad for me happy for her obviously obviously yeah I'm, I'm feeling the pain on the cane and something because I also took both of those two players out as well and played my wild card so um, yeah I wasn't, you, wasn't you took cane too... and son out yeah I, had, week. I played him in week one Took him out as part of my wild card, so didn't have him <laughs> for this game week. And then, uh, yeah, just saw the score yesterday and uh, wasn't too happy. I mean, obviously, I was quite happy the Saints lost, but I wasn't too happy to see Son had scored four goals and Kane had assisted all of them and then scored himself. Well, you, you so, weren't alone in that, and I mean, there were a number of people that transferred mm-hmm. Son out. He was one of the most transferred out players. In fact, he had a price drop as a result of that uh, yeah. last week. So, um, including Paul Fuller, who was uh, our leader going into this week in the in the league table. So. Um, he he transferred him out and, and was regretting that instantly. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, as, as far as I'm aware, um, Son ironically is still price dropped. Um, so <laughs> he, he went he went back up last night. Oh, he did go back up. Okay. Yes. Um, so uh, so yeah, um, he, yeah, he could well be the most transferred back in. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. I think he is already. I think I saw today's the second most transferred. <laughs> player back right? in this week so i think he was the third most transferred out and now he's the second most transferred in so it's um, some some knee-jerk reactions isn't there going on from some managers well look uh, included talking about the league i should mention that people uh, it's not too late to uh, to sign up 
Uh, the code is KQ9FI8. That's KQ9FI8. Uh, and of course, I uh, should remind you that we are on Twitter at Fantasy Freesome Pod. Um, and we'd love for you to follow us and get involved on Twitter. There's, uh, there's a fair bit of activity on there. Uh, so coming up this week, uh, we've got, I mean, having a look at defenders, obviously defenders this week have, I mean, there's a debate whether you even need defenders this, these days. I mean, looking at some of the scores, uh, two of my defenders got zero. Um, well, defender and goalkeeper got zero due to the amount of goals I let in. Um, so Mike is going to do a slot on attacking defenders that we might want to squeeze into our team. Uh, we're looking at what we've learned so far. And we're also going to have a look at a, a more long-term planning so you don't have to make these knee-jerk decisions looking at some of the teams who have got good runs coming up and some of the players who might uh, be able to help you out there uh, and a new feature uh, pick persist and pull which may well get a new name at one point because it's not very exciting So, uh, Mike, do you want to lead us off? You've been having a look at some attacking defenders. Yeah, I mean, look, as you mentioned, there were an awful lot of goals this week. In fact, a, a record number, 44, is the, the most goals ever scored in a Premier League weekend. Um, just pipped uh, with that uh, Gabriel Jesus goal. Um, 2011, I believe, with uh, 43 goals. So, uh, yeah, um, a lot of goals scored. Um, so, yeah, I've been picking... Uh, maybe uh, three defenders to look at that you might want to bring into your team. And we'll, we'll start by looking at Lamperty. Um, Lamperty down at Brighton. Um, impressed in the first game um, at home to his former club, Chelsea. Um, he, was, uh, he ran down his contract and left on a free in the summer. Joined Brighton. Now, I didn't know, know a great deal about him, but he was very impressive in that first game. Uh, that first game, he had a, a record um, for, for that match uh, of five dribbles. He had more dribbles than anybody else in the game. Uh, he got an assist, and he got an assist yesterday before being taken off. It doesn't look like it's going to be a long-term injury. Um, so, yeah, Lamperty, definitely worth a look. He, um, he, like, just to watch, if you've got him in your team and you're watching a Brighton game, he's so exciting to watch. He is so fast, and he, he's incredibly dangerous. I really enjoyed him. Um, watching him the other day he but it's shame he, shame he had to go off injured but it, they're saying he's it's just a little knock he should he should still be uh playing in the next game which it's man united away but i think he could cause them um some problems down down the right hand side well we, we mentioned um timo verner roadrunner last week uh breaking the record for premier league fastest sprint um at 24 miles an hour um Lamperty clocked 22 and a half miles an hour uh yesterday so um, yeah, he's got some pace for sure. Uh, worth a look anyway, I would say. How many clean sheets Brighton are going to keep is, is debatable. Um, but uh, they can't I mean, they can... Yeah. So. I mean, I, I could see him already getting a move to a bigger club. I mean, if you watch him, he's so good. He was so actually good. good. Uh, sorry, Phil, just uh, go over you there. He, he was good at both ends of the pits, actually. Uh, there was a, a situation where Callum Wilson was running through on goal for Newcastle and he, he did a brilliant last-ditch tackle. So he seems to have got already, um, he's looking good at both ends of the pitch. So he's got his defensive side of his game covered because quite often these attacking full-backs a little bit suspect, aren't they, defensively? Mm-hmm. But he, look, he looks really solid. So, yeah, yeah. a good, good shout there, Mike. All yeah. right, let's look at, uh, let's look at, a, 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 at his former club, Chelsea. Um, again, not super solid at the back, um, but one one player that's caught the eye in the first couple of games is Reese James. 
uh, scored a worldie uh, in that game against Brighton first time out. Um, and he's on set pieces. He's doing corners. Um, so um, he's got a real engine on him. Um, he looks to push on. Um, so Reese James, I think at, at five, he's just gone up to 5.1 today. Um, I've actually shifted him into my team um, as part of the move to accommodate Kane. Um, Reese James, I think at 5.1, is one of the more attacking defenders you're going to get. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah he... Go on, then. As you can say, Chelsea got some really good games again coming up, haven't they? You yeah, know, they've... Ways, you, you would fancy him to pick up some good points. Yeah, I mean, to go through their fixtures coming up, they've got West Brom away, Crystal Palace at home, Southampton at home, Man United away, Burnley away, Sheffield United at home, and Newcastle away. It's a really good run. I mean, even Man United away, you know, I mean, it didn't, I mean you can't judge one game, but I think they could... They don't... They're not that scary, are they, Man United away these days? No. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great run of fixtures. You've got one, you know, harder game in a, in a bunch of seven. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to give honourable mentions to uh, my old mate, uh, JJ, uh, James Justin, uh, and uh, Luca Dina as well at Everton. Um, don't start, don't start. I won't, yeah, I won't, I, I won't, I won't go there. But um, obviously, we, we've kind of looked at them in, in a reasonable level of detail already this season on the pod. Um, but, but both of those are options for you. Uh, uh, James Justin uh, popping up with a goal uh, last night uh, but if, if we're looking outside of that um, he didn't start I don't think for United this weekend but uh, you would fully expect him to come into the team and to hold his place and that's uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka um, he, uh, he really came into his own the second half of, of last season for me uh, kept a lot of clean sheets he improved as United improved um, he popped up with four assists last season, uh, which is more than uh, the likes of Rickarlison, Sigurdsson, uh, Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson. Sigur- I mean, even Rickarlison, even Rickarlison, I mean, what is Richarlison? happening? Yeah. Mm, you wouldn't think I was an announcer. Uh, Pogba, Zaha <laughs> and Ward-Prowse. Uh, wow. He got more assessment than any of those players last season. So I think he's worth a look. He does get on. He's enough. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, really. I'm mentioning three English right backs there. Uh, and I don't even mention Trent uh, for Liverpool. Yeah. So we are, we are well, really, and you know, you've got Kyle Walker as well. We are absolutely spoiled uh, in terms of, you know, the national side, looking at, at these right backs uh, and these wing backs in particular. Um, but yeah, there we go. Those are my three picks. There's always a chance with Wan-Bissaka as well. I mean, I'm just having a look this game week so far, bear in mind we're, it's Monday night. Uh, he's been transferred out by 76 thousand people transferred in by 13,000 at the time of recording uh, if that sort of continues uh, throughout the week there's a chance he might price drop slightly and might be able to get him slightly cheaper there's a lot of strange price changes because of the uh, sort of impulsive nature of the start of the season mm. Mm. talking of defenders uh, I do believe my fancy threesome punt was a defender uh, ah. Michael Keane yeah yeah, that didn't oh. work too well. Just, just no, remind me who you boys plum for in the fancy uh, threesome punt, please. Do, do you want to just do you want to just explain the uh, the, the punt? Um, yeah, for, for, folk new, that for are, new listeners, for folk that are new to the pod, uh, each week, uh, each game week, myself and and Phil uh, pick a player with two uh, percent or less ownership, uh, and whoever scores the most points gets to uh, hand over to the listener one of the other two guys uh, teams 
um, and they will impact it in some way. So last week, it worked out very nicely for Phil. Um, Ant won game week one and uh, picked Phil's team to be played around with. Mickey raced very kindly, uh, Captain Calvert-Lewin, um, when he could have captained El Nenny. Um, but there we go. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I do believe, boys, Michael Keane took seven points. How did your boys fare? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Riyad Mahrez didn't come off the bench. So he's, oh he's like a lot oh. of my other players, he got zero. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's, well, that's disappointing. Mine did slightly better. I had Seamus Cummers of, of uh, Everton who got a massive one point. Wasn't too happy when I checked the score fairly early on in that Everton game, thinking they, they were a banker for a clean sheet in that one and saw West Brom had scored. So at least oh. at that point, I thought, well, that's fine because I know Mike had uh, Michael Keane and then next thing, goal. So yes, well, well done, Mike. Good pick. Thank yeah, you. well done, Mike. I've always, I've always thought you're very astute gentleman. Um, mm. Well done, you. Thank you, Phil. There's nothing I hate more than a suck-up, and therefore I'm going to be picking somebody to red-card one of your players this week. No, oh, come Phil, on. I was genuinely, I was, genuinely, I was going into the pod, I was torn, and I, and I genuinely didn't know quite what to do with my power. And you've got a bit sucky-uppy there. I've not got sucky-uppy, I'm the, just telling the, you the truth. To the point where it was almost sarcastic. So yeah. I'm handing it over. But last week I've already had this. Yeah, you've had it, and it's gone very nicely for you. That's going to say, time. Listen, listen, listen to screw of it. Phil needs to be screwed over properly this week. I was not happy. With well, I'm going to have one of, one of my players, so I'm going to have to reveal my starting 11 too, and we should just say who the winning listener was. Uh, the winning listener who suggested Neil Mope, which was an excellent uh, gamble. Mm, brilliant. Um, who's still, he's still got real low ownership, real big differential. Uh, it was James Whittle Hall. So uh, I'll be in touch with James on Twitter. I will send him my team sheet come Saturday. Uh, to be honest, it's probably going to be the same one that I've got now because I can't keep making transfers. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so he can red card any of my players. I mean, I should have kept El Nenny in and just slipped him a five or something. I mean, oh, I've just got a good team. Yeah. yeah I mean, this was my idea. So, you know. Yes, indeed. You just got to make sure that this week, Philip, you pick a good player with under two percent ownership, and well, then you can go to one of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to enjoy that so much. Uh, next week, I think we'll go back to the captain pick. I think that that was nicer than a red card. And the week yes. after that, we'll we'll come up against. Uh, we'll think of another idea um, that will spice things up a little. Um, but we've we all three of us just got back from playing five aside, so I haven't had time to think of another one but yeah okay i'll get in touch with james Whittlehall. he can red card uh i don't know maybe uh or maybe i'll i'll slip one of my bench players into my starting 11 and see whether he realizes um and hope he he won't be fooled i'm sure he will not be fooled by such behavior over to you young james over to you um so let's look at fancy three some punts for this week then shall we yeah go for it um shall i shall i go first i'm torn between two uh, but I'm going to go Crystal Palace and I'm going to go Jeffrey Schlupp. Ooh. Oh, hilarious. Why hilarious? I mean, he's not going to do anything, is he? Come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean they, they have, they're playing Everton, aren't they, at home? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a chance, but I mean, Everton were very good, haven't they? Yeah. Games, I mean, you're so... almost changing my mind. I was torn between two. Am I too I'm... late to change my no. mind? <laughs> You've changed, mm, no, I mean, you have announced it now, so... Is it I'm starting in? to... It feels like you're trying to um, 
give rubbish suggestions as some sort of sympathy vote so I can't be picked on next week. <laughs> I'm going Jeffrey Schlupp. There we go. Okay. Go yeah, what you got? I've gone for a Burnley player. I love Burnley. Um, they're playing Southampton at home. It's a striker. And as we saw the weekend, um, Southampton defensively he were all at sea, conceded uh, five goals. Oh, so presumably, then, presumably then you've gone for somebody with a real turn of pace to get in behind that Southampton high line. Well, I've gone for Joe Rodriguez. <laughs> who I, do fancy, I fancy him to get a goal, boys. And he's not even got 1% ownership. I bet he hasn't. Is he, is he even is he starting? Did he start last night? Yeah, against? he did. Yeah, he did went he? very close. Yeah, he had a great chance against uh, Leicester. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I, I'm going to make you eat your words, boys. I'm feeling confident. Jay Rodriguez to score on Saturday, I believe. All right. Bill, over to you. Okay, well, I think I stand a chance here then um, uh, because I just I got into what's the second half of the City-Wolves game and Daniel Pedence is owned by only uh... 1% of people at the moment. I do, I do think that by the weekend he'll be owned by a lot more um, because I've suggested it on the hashtag fantasy threesome punt uh, but he is he is my player i think he is he should have scored tonight at least twice yeah he's he tried it he sounds, sounds prolific mm. but, but he's getting in the right spaces and he's he set up jimenez he is certainly an option for getting points for me and i i need a win and i i can't wait to shaft one of you two Oh, it's West, okay. West Ham away, isn't it, for Wolves? And West Ham, if they play anything like they did against Newcastle, home, then you've, you've got half a chance there, mate. I need it. I need half a chance. Well, out of those three, I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite confident I've got to stay. Remember, uh, listeners, please do send in your hashtag fantasy threesome punts, uh, and you can send them into on Twitter uh, at fantasy threesome pod and we like seeing the players you come up with. And to be honest, it's a great, uh, great way of sharing um, some good differentials with people so everyone doesn't have the same template team, which is really annoying. There is a lot out there, by the way, guys. I mean, like the Neil Mopes, you know, that if players have got under 2%. There is actually some half-decent players mm. out there with not much ownership, and they can be the differentials. You say, like, like Mope was, was brilliant yesterday for Brighton. So, yeah, get picking. And what have we learned so far? I think we've learned that defences are certainly not on top, you know, I think, and also um, to expect the unexpected. I mean, who would have foreseen? Oh, I mean, <laughs> so, so, so nothing. We've learned nothing. We've learned nothing. No, we've learned. Not, well, let's face it. There's been some oh, absolute unexpected games. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is don't, you know, count your chickens on certain games. And there's been plenty of games so far that you would not have expected the results. They've gone the way they've gone, such as uh, Manchester United home to Palace. I mean, I would I expected Palace to struggle, and they've won their first two games, and they were brilliant against Manchester United. Um, you know, Newcastle fans were full of optimism after their good start to the season, and they were ripped apart in the first half by Brighton. And I think you know, if you're looking for you know to, to spend your money, it wouldn't be on defenders, as Mike Mike pointed out. We've had the most goals this weekend ever in Premier League history. So I think you know, looking for for clean sheets, I think is very unlikely. Um, so yeah, what have what have you boys found or noticed? Any trends? Well, I've, I've, a lot of penalties, awful lot of penalties, and I don't want to just pick penalty takers in my team. But there's an awful lot of penalties being given for just ridiculous things. It's the one I mean, there was, are, isn't it? But they just don't overturn them. I mean, well, the, one, thing, one in, the Sheffield United uh, Aston Villa game. I mean, that's not barely touched him. If he touched him. 
but because but, it's not clear, he won't switch it back. And oh, imagine the officials making an error in the, an Aston Villa Sheffield United game. Imagine. No, surely not. No, Who would I? Yeah, I, I mean, I've learned. Mine is more personal. I've learned that um, even if I sit down and plan fourteen weeks of transfers, <laughs> I will still impulse buy. I can't help myself. You know when you know when gambling websites they advertise like a cool off period, don't they? feel like i need to be able to lock my team and only like restrict myself to playing around with it because I've, i made my two changes saturday night i knew who was coming in i, I was bringing in trey Ore and i was bringing in cody for wolves because i'd seen the running games i knew who I was replacing uh, i was replacing uh, gabrielle from uh, dreams can come true for him um at arsenal <laughs> and uh, i mean how he plays with an eye patch i will never know um and um uh william I, I knew that uh he's off to join the the uh, black eyed peas so uh yeah i mean i knew that was going to happen and yet two two more changes i've made in the meantime um costing me 12 points so yeah i need a call i need some kind of call off button I think it's really hard at the moment. Um, when you start the season, you obviously you can play around. And I think if you start, I, I mean, I started earlier than I've ever started, probably sort of a month before the season, just having a tinker around and seeing who's there. And you get used to being able to just chop and change people mm. all the time. And then after week one, we all played our wild card last week, didn't we? So mm. that was perhaps foolish. So we played our wild, wild cards and made as many changes as we want and didn't get punished. And then this week, I'm, I'm already on minus 12. I need to log out. I mean, it's madness. I, I won't make any more changes. I, I promise you that this week. And I have set my team up for the long haul, but there's so many transfers because people are just tinkering. And, and you get the new players who are maybe more naive, who are just transferring for fun. Mm. But then... I've been playing this for 10 years and I'm, and I'm doing it. I don't know what I'm playing at. Mm. I think it's definitely a case in the for overthinking your team. I think we've all been guilty of that so far this season. You know, had I just kept faith, for example, with Sun Kane, I would have absolutely mopped up this week. So, and you know, one of our friends whose team is based around ex Bournemouth and Spurs um, players, who's probably put very little thought into his team, is, I believe, being all of us at the moment. So, yeah. um, I think it's definitely a case, you know, knee jerk reactions, you know, avoid them. And yeah, maybe don't overthink your team. Go go with your gut, and once you've once you've stuck your team, stick with it. In short, um, in short, guys, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, <laughs> boys. Expect the coupon records. Is what I'm oh, going for. A couple of little things just that I spotted at the weekend, boys. Not not massively FPL related. I mean, it's not about uh, you know uh, breakfast cereal or the weather, but um, shame because I I like breakfast cereal. Jimmy, like Dun- Jimmy Dunn popped up with a goal for Burnley last night against Leicester. The youngest player to score in the Premier League for Burnley. How old do you think he is? 17. Oh, for Burnley, I mean, mm. if he's young, he's probably about 26. Mm. Well, yeah, 22 in 337 days. Is he? He's no. 23 and he's the youngest player to score for Burnley. Goodness me. They do like their old players, don't they? Mm. So uh, there we go. Oh, little Jimmy Dunn. He's 20. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he looks yeah. 17. He's cheap. He's 4 million on the game. Well, there you go. As a midfielder. If you want to. Uh, no, I think he's a defender, isn't he? Right. Okay. Yeah, he is a centre half. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he popped up, got a goal as a defender for a Burnley team who haven't got terrible fixtures coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Southampton home, as we've just pointed out, with Rodriguez and my fancy pants. So, yeah, it could be some points there. So, looking at ways to try and stop the knee-jerk transfers, because there's some real crazy activity out there. I'm on minus 12 already. Mike's on minus 12. Uh, and no doubt will make some terrible decisions as the week goes on. I mean, there's some, I don't know what people are doing, transferring players in and out constantly. I mean, I've at least got a reason for mine. But I looked today, Glenn Murray, who was loaned out to Watford on September the 1st, this week, so this game week alone, since Saturday lunchtime, has been transferred in by over 500 players. And he's not even a Premier League player anymore. He's got a big red triangle by his name, exclamation mark, doesn't play in the Premier League anymore. Who's doing that? Mm. They lost their mind. Yeah, that's quite mad, isn't it? John Joe Shelby, who has started two games for Newcastle, has been transferred in like 200 times, 300 times less than Glenn Murray, who is currently a championship player. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm here to try and help people think more long-term and, and myself, to be honest. So I've picked three teams who have got excellent fixture runs coming up. Um, and they are Wolves, who uh, their next seven games are West Ham away, Fulham at home, Leeds away, Newcastle at home, Crystal Palace at home, Leicester away and Southampton at home. That is an excellent run of it's fixtures. It's a lovely run of fixtures. Um, uh, and they will do nothing in the first half in every single one of those games and then come to life in the second. Which is fine by me as long as they do and come to life in the second As we've half. discussed in the pod, in every one of those games, Jimenez will pop up with one goal. Yes. Well, the thing is, right now, it's good to have consistency. So I am suggesting three players to get in your team if you haven't got them already and these players you can just put them in and you don't have to think next week oh what am I going to do with him because he's got a tricky fixture they've got nailed on fairly easy fixtures for the next seven weeks so remain size five million he's already scored one goal uh, he looks incredibly dangerous this season last year he got two goals two assists but five million for a Wolves defender against those teams Put him in. Don't worry about him. Next, you've got my, my player I've just brought in tonight. Uh, I mentioned him uh, in an earlier pod, uh, which is Daniel Pedence. 5.5 million in midfield. That's the same price as uh, St. Maximam, who is injured. Uh, so I think a lot of people will switch over to Pedence anyway from him. But he's a lot more dangerous. He's had a lot more chances tonight. He should have scored. He tried dinking the keeper, which was... You know, it looks pretty if it works, and you look foolish if it doesn't. Uh, five point five million for such a creative midfielder. Second half, he was all over the pitch. He was so good, looked so dangerous, and him and Jimenez seemed to uh, link up really well, really well. You wouldn't know that um, Diego Jota has gone to Liverpool. He, he's he's filled that gap straight away. And the last man from Wolves, obviously, is Jimenez. He eight point five million. I think his price will rise. So if you're going to get him, get him quick because otherwise uh, you'll, you'll be priced out. And at the moment uh, when prices, there isn't too much fluctuation. If you get one player that goes up, you haven't really got an 
I think the bank to that that point one of a million is a huge point one of a million. It may be, it may as well be a half a million at uh, this time of the season. So I would I would recommend getting him and Ez in, and you could you could get all three of those in, and know that for seven weeks you don't have to make any transfers when it comes to those players. Job done. But what are your thoughts on on Wolves? Yeah, agreed. I mean, like like I said, you know, Jimenez will get you that one goal. I've had him in since the first week, and obviously he's good. Scored a single goal. But yeah, I mean, although, as I've just pointed out, expect the unexpected boys, so you never know. Wolves could go and lose all of those games, judging by the start of the season we've had. We just don't know, do we? But no, certainly on paper, they were, they do look like very winnable games, and um, I, think I think there's some good suggestions there. But I mean, I've already mentioned, you know, that the, the two subs that I had lined up for this week and made on Saturday night were bringing in Connor Cody and Adama Traore. So not, not picks that you plumbed for, but um, I still think value, Traore at 6.5 is, is decent value. Um, I know he flatters to deceive sometimes, but he did assist a lot of goals last season. Uh, and Cody will keep you clean sheets and pop up with the odd goal. So, uh, the, only, the only thing with uh, Traore is he's playing right wing back at the moment. He is. and Although second half, he's still you know, caused trouble, but he's playing right wing back. I mean, yeah. he's playing against City tonight, so you kind of got to take that sort of performance with a pinch of salt. And he mm. was still very good, but he wasn't getting into exactly the same positions as he as he has been. He, mm. he should have set up. Jimenez um, should have scored and it would have been an assist for him. But yeah, he's not as attacking at, in this formation that they're playing at the moment. Mm. Mm. Uh, next team who've got uh, probably their easiest run of fixtures for the season. Uh, still not that easy because they are Fulham. So everything's hard. Uh, but they've got Aston Villa at home next, Wolves away, Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace at home, West Brom at home, West Ham away, then Everton at home. Fulham only have, in my opinion, one player uh, that's perfect for fantasy football, and that is Mitrovic. Six million still at the time of recording. He got 12 points, did he, this week? couple he of did. goals. Yeah. Six million. He's... If anyone's going to score for them, it's going to be him. And they're not easy fixtures, but Fulham will be targeting that run to try and get as many points on the board as they can because they're going to have a lot harder fixtures to come. Mm. And he is going to be crucial to that. So I'd get him in. Since the start of last season, um, Mitrovic has scored more league goals than any other player in all top four tiers of of English football. Uh, 27 goals he's scored. Um, So... Uh, he knows where the back of the net is and I know that he's stepping up a level um, but we've talked about him before on the pod I, I just think at that price you've got to have him in mm. you kind of wonder why he's not been snapped up by one of the big, the bigger clubs really don't mm. you really you have to say I mean people were pretty surprised when Fulham went down first time and they kept on to him in the yep. championship but you'd think if he continues this run of the form that the club the bigger clubs will be looking at him well I mean you, you say it's a surprise and that nobody went for him but I've always said that you should expect the unexpected. Uh, so. <laughs> this, sh- this should be the new motto of the pod. <laughs> expect the unexpected people. Mr. Rich, uh, the Bournemouth. There you go, you heard it here first. Uh, who's your third team, Phil? Uh, the third team is Chelsea. Uh, they've got a very good run. And they, they've got West Brom away, Crystal Palace at home, Southampton at home, United away, Burnley away, Sheffield United at home, and Newcastle away. Um, I think Werner, sorry, I sh- Werner, not Werner, Werner will come good. He is incredibly fast and he's had a couple of tricky fixtures to start, but I think once he gets going, he's going to fly. Um, he's, as you mentioned, he's very fast. 
He scored a lot of goals last season in Germany. And his price, I think, might come down because there's been a lot of transfers out from people panicking on, on Werner. Uh, his price at the moment hasn't changed, but he's had 197,000 transfers out this week. You, you expect him to retain his, his start up front. You, know, you don't expect Giroud or, or Abraham to come in for him. I think Lampard will show patience there. And, and yeah, with that run of games, again... Um, if you've got him, he's probably worth keeping hold of. Yeah, he's he's a stretch um, to get to that 9.5 price point. Mm. If you've got Martial, I mean, I had Martial this week and he, he didn't really look like he was on the pitch. United were terrible, but yeah, Martial for 9 million. If you could got, if you got Werner with that run of fixtures, put him in your team, leave him, forget about it. I think it's he's nice. someone who, once he'll get one goal, he'll get several goals. He just, yeah. he just needs that one to, to kickstart him. And then he did look live against Liverpool. He was well shackled by um, Fabinho. But um, yeah, like, I think I think just, just that one goal to get him going. And I, th- I think he'll be away. Fabinho, I mean, not as an FBL asset, but just watching that game, he played so well. Out of, out of skin on uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday, wasn't it? He was fantastic, yeah. There's one point where he tracked back on Verno, and Verno had the pace on him, and he still managed to get the ball away into safety. He's an impressive player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. He was and, very and good. Playing out of position as well as a as a third centre back. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Very good, very good. Right, Mike, do you want to um, move us on to your? Fun, alliterated feature. It's the three piece. It's uh, pick, persist, pull, uh, in no particular order. Uh, looking for uh, players that you would uh, bring in, players that you might have that maybe haven't performed so far, but I would stick with them given game weeks or perhaps a, an expected turn in form, and players that you should be definitely shipping out. So why don't we start with the get rid first of all then, boys? Who, who, who do we think should be at all costs shipped out who's a waste of money phil oh, no, i know i was pointing at anthony on the uh, zoom screen oh well he's, oh, above, he's, a, he's above me on the or he's above you on the zoom screen that i'm looking at which is a lot of fun for me Ant. and i know a lot of people got him but abameyang and uh, uh, i know i know he's returned some points um some half decent points as well in the first two game weeks but if you look at some of Arsenal's fixtures coming up they do look tough and i think with his price tag you could be better off spending that money elsewhere. So for me, I would be um, getting him out. It looks like a a whopping 293,000 people agree with you at the moment, and and we're only on Monday. There you go, you see. It's interesting, isn't it? Because he's still still assisted at the weekend, so um, he's still picking up points. But but yeah, no, fair play, fair play. He's a lot of money, and he has to justify that price tag, doesn't he? He does, yeah, and and that's the issue, I think, there, with, Mm. with purely his price tag. And Phil. the run of fixtures coming up. Phil, who are you getting rid of? Well, or who would you suggest uh, people get rid of? From a, from a personal point of view, I've I've got a team who's got way too many non-playing players. I I went gung ho. I wanted all the talent in the middle. Stretch my budget to to get in the big names, and then kind of surround it with players that might play. And it turns out that that strategy is terrible. Uh, <laughs> so I would start clearing out players who are not playing uh and i would start with rianne brewster who 
he's not playing for Liverpool. They keep teasing a move to Sheffield United or Palace, and then the Palace chairman says, oh, actually, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so I would get him out. It's nice to have a 4.5 striker on the bench, but stretch your budget, go big, get on the uh, get on the Leeds United train, and uh, get your main man Bamford. Oh, in. don't That's be ridiculous! Oh, there he goes. Here we go every week. He, he is this season's Pookie, isn't he? Patrick Bamford, he, right? He scored two goals in his last two appearances. Right, very good. In the Premier League, where in you said, League. and I quote, he will not be able to do it. Well, because in his first 27 games in the Premier League, he scored just once. So uh, I come with you at fact, with, uh, come at you with facts, and, and I think he will uh, prove to be truly dreadful. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not having him. But anyway, we've, we've been here, we've, we've, we've done that. Uh, I, I, I'll level with you right now. I'm on the train. Rian Brewster went out. Bamford oh my in. good grief I need oh, a, I need, need a third playing striker no 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 reactions but what have we spoken about no I know we've spoken about that but I could put him in knowing he's going to play mm. and Leeds are looking very attacking they don't care about defending yeah 10% conversion rate last season I it mentioned right. this last week anyway uh, let me tell you, tell you about who my uh, my pull um, I would be shipping out at all costs, Delhi Alley. You all watched the documentary. You all thought, oh, yeah, wonderful. Oh, Delhi Alley. Oh, yes, Alex Ferguson said that Jose should have signed him when he was at United. Oh, he loves his toothpaste. Delhi Alley, I, I need to have him in my team. 8.5 million. What a waste of money. They'll be sh- if, they, if then, you know, they want to ship him out, we should be shipping him out. It's an awful lot of money to be spending, and a lot of people have still got him. Um, so out he goes, boys. Out he's he goes. PSG, isn't he? There's, there's talk of if, that. If, if the rumours are to be believed, yeah. So mm. Mm. He, he's, he's dropped already uh, by 0.2 of, a mil, uh, 0.2 of a million from his starting price. He's already down to 7.8. Uh, he's, been, he's been transferred out by 45,000 people at time of recording. He, I mean, that, that documentary was an absolute stitch-up for fantasy football players because they released the first three episodes where... Jose couldn't have shown more love to Ali. He was like, oh, you're lazy, but you're my friend. You know, you're going to be my player. I'm going to shape the team around you. It's going to be great. So all of us, yep, Ali, great idea. Let's go. We talked about him on the first pod. I suggested that this was his season. Then the season starts and they release the other episodes where it's clear (laughs) that Jose Mourinho does not enjoy Deli Ali. And he pulled him at half time in the first game of the season he didn't play this weekend he is i completely agree a player to get didn't even out. make the squad didn't even make the squad no. didn't make didn't make the squad against um lodvik plopopskia uh i'm pretty sure that's how you, you announce it um yeah in, in midweek so yeah apparently he's starting against Leighton orient tomorrow uh but yeah i um I'll watch yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's our that's our pull. Let's talk about persists then. So players who perhaps haven't hit any form yet, but actually they're worth keeping a hold of. Uh, and why don't we start with you this time? Who are you persisting with? Or who would you suggest people persist? Well, we've talked about the shocking start for Man United, but I'm going to go with Mason Greenwood. Now, I know he's had his misdemeanours to start the season, mm. and I know Manchester United were awful against Crystal Palace on Saturday, but I think Solskjaer had a point to a degree that you know they haven't had much preparation time and certainly not as much as some of the other teams. And I think Mason 
Greenwood is someone who, you know, we know when he, when he gets a chance, he knows where the back of the net is. I just fancy him, again, once they get into that run, I fancy him to uh, to go on a bit of a goal-scoring run himself. So mm-hmm. I would I would keep the faith with Mason. I know, actually, he may have some tough games, but I still think he's one of the best, one of the best natural finishers we've had since uh, Wayne Rooney, in my opinion. So he'd be one to keep the faith with for me. Yeah. You've, do you agree uh, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that it was pretty much Gareth Southgate's fault for even picking him? Um, th- that, that's what caused all his issues with the Icelandic ladies. No, um, no. What caused no. the problem with the Icelandic ladies was him and Phil Foden phoning some Icelandic ladies and inviting them to his hotel room. Uh, there, were, there were another 24 players in that squad that didn't do that. Um, and, and there are uh, many, many hundreds of players in the Premier League, uh, young players who haven't been filmed doing laughing gas. So, yeah, this is true. I mean, the, yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't. There's a lot of catcalls against the press, you know, saying that, you know, that, that they're starting to pick on a, a young English prospect. Don't give them something to pick on. Anyway, yeah. rant over. Well, yeah, I, it was strange, wasn't it? That um, Solskjaer blamed Southgate about that. Mm. Yeah, that's nonsense if you ask me. Complete nonsense. Phil, who are you um, who are you going to persist with, or who would you suggest people persist with? I would suggest people persist with this person for a one maximum two more weeks, because that's how much patience I've got left uh, with McCarthy at Southampton, who <laughs> who got me a whopping zero points this week. He's got to save a penalty or something, or Southampton have to at least look like they're going to try. I, did you watch the Southampton Spurs game? Even yeah. If you two, because yeah, it was very much like very much like Leicester second half. Yeah, I mean Southampton were dominant first half. They they looked really good, and second half, I have no idea what happened. Mm. Um, McCarthy for one of the goals, he started coming out, and then Son was running through, and McCarthy was caught in no man's land. But if he is still in goal for Southampton, he's still a 4.5 million keeper. Yeah. And the only other real option you got there is uh, old Matty Dudars at Brighton and Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan. And to, to switch one out for the other and potentially take a four point hit seems a bit pointless. They're going to get you the odd clean sheet at that price. They're not going to get you loads and you hope for some safe points. Don't, don't forget 4.5. You've also got, uh, Emilio Martinez, who has moved now from Arsenal to Villa, so um, and saved a penalty uh, in the game tonight. So um, you're right, yeah. You have actually got three options there at the four point five. But um, okay, uh, I'll just quickly give you mine. I, I'm saying persist with Adama Traore. I think a lot of people went for him for him early doors. We've talked at length, so I don't need to expand on that. We've got a great run of games coming up, um, and at six point five mil, he is a value. Um, let's talk then pick. We've done uh, persist. We've done pull. Uh, Phil, who are you picking this time out? Who who uh, must you get in your team? Uh, who must I get in and take any hit for? Uh, Raul Jimenez, as I discussed earlier, mm-hmm. he is consistent. He'll get you a goal a game. He is 8.5 tonight. I expect that to rise this week. I mean, I've had to take a hit because... I will get priced out of bringing them in next week. Jimenez, I imagine, will be transferred in by a lot of players and I can't really afford to not have him in. So it's worth me taking a four-point hit, in my humble opinion, to get him in for the long term. 
because this time next week I probably won't be able to bring him in because his price will have gone up. Yeah. So uh, Jimenez, get him now. Yeah, there's some sense in that for sure. Uh, and who do we need to pick? Dominic Calvert-Lewin for me. I mean, you know, he obviously got his hat-trick of the weekend. The, the guy is absolutely, absolutely brimming with confidence, isn't he? And he was a proper striker's hat-trick, wasn't it? That he scored mm-hmm. a couple of beautiful tap-ins that uh, Gary Lineker would, uh, would be proud of. And Everton do have a good run of fixtures coming up. So, um, for me, I know some of us, I think, Phil, you've got him, I've got him. I also um, have him. You do, all of us have him. Um, yeah. So, if anyone's listening who doesn't have him, <laughs> that would be my pick uh, of, of a player to get in your team. All right. Uh, and I'm going to add to those uh, another striker. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Kane. Uh, you know, I've brought him in. I think you have to bring him in. I think, you know, Spurs have got four games in, in seven days. Um, it's like a, a festive schedule for them, kind of non-stop at the moment. Um, but the one guy that you expect to start every Premier League game is Kane. They've got nothing in reserve up top. You know, Sonny can play up top. Um, but I, I think, you know, he looked he looked sharp yesterday, Kane. He looked, in, he looked intelligent. He looked strong. Um, he didn't look uh, like he was actually, you know, I, th- I think they played a, a particular way against Southampton. I think they were trying to run behind and Kane can do that, but, but Son was better placed to do that yesterday. But the link up between those two was, was pretty special. Uh, and of course, yet to be priced up, but you've got Bell coming into that side as well. So um, I think Harry Kane is a lot of money, but I would, I would be bringing him in at all costs. In fact, he has come in to me at great cost. Did you see uh, Mourinho interrupt the interview yeah. with Son? That was, was a bit bizarre, weird, wasn't it? Son, Son was being awarded the Man of the Match award, and Mourinho kind of interrupted it and said he shouldn't be Man of the Match. Harry Kane should be Man of the Match, which yeah. sums up Mourinho as a man manager. Really, if I was Sonny, as he so likes to call him, I'd be a bit peeved. Mm. He looked he looked a bit awkward to the least, didn't he, um, Sonny? He was um, he didn't really know what to do after that. It, it was it was it was very awkward to say the least. So, but mm. like you say, that is that is classic Jose. Well, there we have it then. So uh, there's our tips in terms of picking, persisting and pulling. Uh, anything else we want to finish off with this, this week, boys? Or are we going to let uh, folk go? Well, do you want to have a quick, a quick look at the teams? Um, the, or any transfer you may have done? Um, so our teams for the week. I mean, I can probably tell you mine uh, now. I can probably go through it quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to stick with McCarthy. I'm going to persist. Uh, and Walker Peters at the back. Alexander Arnold. Oh no! What's oh. the problem? Ah, I right just realised. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I've, it's funny when you look and realise that you haven't solved the problems you thought you had solved. Uh, in that, I've still got non-playing defenders. Um, oh, Mitchell! I got Mitchell on the bench, but really, he, yeah, I got Mitchell. It looks like Alexander Arnold and Walker Peters. So. If this James fella red cards one of my defenders, I'm immediately getting zero points in defence. Well, you, you, you say that, Phil, but do expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> do expect uh, the unexpected. Uh, Anything could happen. Yeah, I've also, I've also brought uh, Son in. I, I got rid of um, uh, Bruno Fernandes because he didn't impress me. And I... Yes, slightly knee jerk, but I also mm. needed to budget. Oh, you, and... were tr- you were trash talking Bruno Fernandez last time out, so um, you were you were saying that it was all about penalties with him. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 
not overly surprised you've taken him out. Uh, thanks. I, I am sticking with Mares. Uh, he's my only other player I'll highlight because Pep Roulette has started. Mares hasn't played a single minute this week, so in theory, he should play some minutes next week. Yeah, they've got a cup game, of course, on Thursday against our beloved Bournemouth. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether he gets a run out there or not. I'll be furious if he does. <laughs> Indeed. And anything, anything you've done in particular to your team? What's, how's it looking? I'm actually going to touch my team this week, boys. Uh, you know, I'm oh, really? staying put. Now, unfortunately, I'm expecting a bit of a hit this week. I have got three Arsenal players, but we know with me from previous years, I don't like making transfers, especially more than one in a game week. Unless I really need to. I do not like starting a game week on minus points. So I'm expecting maybe short-term pain for some long-term game here. So I'm sticking with my team. So I've got Leno in goal, a back three of Dallas, Coleman, Walker-Peters, uh, midfield four of Grealish, Salah, De Bruyne and Willian, and then my front three who all scored this week, Cavalier, Jimenez and Lacazette. Mm. Lacazette, you see, you don't see him in many teams, do you? No, you don't. Well, in fact, I think you, uh, again, on our WhatsApp group, seem to mock me for making Lacazette. <laughs> now, now I know that I should have had Cavalier, but he did score. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I say, that is a really tough game, though, isn't it, for Arsenal and Liverpool away? And I have yeah. got three Arsenal players, so that is my area of concern. But, as I say, I, I don't want to do any immediate reactions here, so I'm going to stay put. All right. Uh, I'll quickly run through mine. Then, guys, I think it's pretty well set for this week, personally. I've got uh, Meslier in goal for Leeds against Sheffield United, who are struggling to score goals. I've got uh, a back three of uh, Rhys James uh, away to West Brom, Seamus Coleman for Everton away at Palace. And Connor Cody away at West Ham. Uh, middle of the park, uh, playing a four. I've got Traore, De Bruyne, Fernandez, and Rodriguez. Uh, and my, my three up top are Kane, Cavett-Lewin and Mitrovic. Uh, so it feels pretty strong. Uh, and I've got Greenwood on the bench as well as first sub. So uh, I'll be disappointed if I don't get a decent points haul this week. To be honest, I just want to see distribution of points across my team. Um, the last two weeks, both... Both weeks, captains got a hat trick. Mm. That's, that's seventy-four points between them, and I think I've only got about one hundred and forty points in total. So half of that's been my captains. No one else is doing anything. Hopefully, De Bruyne will remain consistent and chip in. You've basically shown how vital it is to get your captain pick right, hasn't it? Because there's two ways to look at your team. You know, if you'd had other players step up, you could be potentially winning the league or be right up there. But without those captain picks, you would be in a world of pain right now. I mean, thank goodness for Mickey Race because well, yeah. I've always said that, but thank goodness for him because that's 17 points that would have been two points because I, I would have done Salah as captain probably. Well, Mike, do you want to remind people where they can find us? Uh, yeah, of course. So you can uh, head over to uh, Twitter and you can find us at Fantasy Threesome Pod. And of course, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you know that the podcast exists and you can download it and listen to it. Please do follow if you're on Spotify, subscribe if you're on Apple, leave a rating if you're on Apple. It can be as fun as you want, uh, but it really does make a difference uh, to us after staying up for goodness knows how many hours um, trying to make this listenable, if that's even a word. Trying being the operative word. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, gang. Go safe now this week. Take care. Bye-bye.